0: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network.
1: It's time to get in the ring.
0: Yes, it is! It's time to get in the ring with DJD Kooks and Beast Mike. How are you doing, Beast Mike? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's a
1: very nice Thursday afternoon. It's, uh, we're just comfortably c- trying to get over whatever that was in Jetta and a whole lot of stuff that happened over the last week uh, away from WWE. So, I, I want to start with it. a
0: new segment, a brand new segment on the uh, Get in the Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we, uh, various forms of NyQuil. Yes. out in the past week. So Beast Mike has the NyQuil report. Take so, it
1: away, Beast Mike. All right, so let me, let me kind of introduce this. Now, over the last couple of years, uh, some of you may go to the Sports Lounge page or my Twitter, twitter.com slash mike, and you see I find videos of various moments of combat sports, whether it be boxing, MMA, UFC, no matter what it is. I, I go throughout the uh, the year, and, and, I- and-, and wrestling can be added, too. So what, end- what I end up doing is that I end up trying to find moments where... This straight one punch or one kick or one elbows or one knees or any type of form of knockout and where the person getting hit by it is instantly KO'd, not getting up. Hence, I, I pretty much hashtagged it NyQuil as a NyQuil moments because somebody's going to sleep in some way, shape, form, or fashion. So here we are this week. I f- ended up finding a really good one from last weekend's UFC. and. It was, on, it was on Twitter. You can find it on Twitter. The, the video's still up. So Valentina Slevichenko knocked out Jessica I. And how appropriate was this? Basically, she got kicked in the eye uh, last week at UFC 238 with a devastating head kick. Instant put to sleep. You, you, can, you can watch the video uh, on Twitter. Uh, Austin Kellerman actually put, put the video up. And... You, you can actually, when you turn the sound up, you can actually hear the impact of Savachenko's foot literally into the face or the eye of Jessica I, and Jessica is out the moment the kick hits her. So this is a, there are a lot of good night quote moments this week, and a lot of very valuable ones. But to me, I think that one that was a good one, and we got the another one here, uh, also from Saturday night. Michael Seals put, uh, put Booker to sleep. Put, uh, yeah, put Booker to sleep with a devastating – I'm watching this right now. The devastating – you set him up, set him up, and hit him with a devastating overhand right to the back of Booker's head. And it looks so devastating – and this is top ring boxing with the video, by the way. It looks so devastating that – it looked like Booker tore his ACL, the way he's knee bent backwards. It's, it's an ugly landing for Booker, but seals dropped in clean – with a right overhand right to the back of the head, and Booker's out the moment the punch hit him and basically folded up like a pretzel. Uh, so there's more good NyQuil right there. So those are those are two special moments. Whenever there's a, a big wrestling or a big MMA or UFC, we're gonna keep looking into this. And obviously by the end of the year, we're gonna have a, a NyQuil uh moment of the year. I'm gonna put that out here, not only on this show, but on my sports lounge page as well or on Twitter. So look out for that every week. That is the night, Ny- those are NyQuil moments of the week.
0: Yes, the NyQuil moments of the week and We'll start with New Japan Dominion (laughs) because that also had an honorable mention, Nyquil, that no one ever wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, all all facts, all facts. So let's get into this. Let's talk
1: about this one too. So Mark Ray Muldi showed this, uh, had this video up on his Twitter, and it's absolutely frightening. Uh, So Abushi and Naito had a match, and it was awesome because Abushi and Naito. And there's a spot here where Naito is dropping a German suplex on oh, Abushi, the- uh, on the apron. Yes, it's as bad as it sounds. And it looks so much worse. So the suplex itself, okay, how are they going to pull this off? Because they're kind of catty-cornered. They're not like on the apron straight on. They're kind of catty-cornered. So like, could actually land on, on the floor. I wish he did. Unfortunately, he did not. His head hits the corner of the apron and kind of tilts. It's kind of slanted over. It's a it's a whole lot nastier than I'm describing it. I'm trying to describe it as
0: as cleanly as possible. abushi did not get knocked out or break his neck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, we've seen instances where
1: Bushi matches and ended up effectively a knockout. But this was terrifying. He's literally. His head, I'm watching it over again, I don't know why, but I'm watching it over, and his head, the side of his head hits the apron, and it's just, in an ugly fashion, it, it kind of goes towards his left collar, his left shoulder and collarbone. It's a nasty, nasty German suplex that we would all think would knock out a normal man, or paralyze a normal man, for that matter.
0: Yes. Um, but getting to that match between Ketsuya and Iron on we're going to go a little out of order. Here, Naito would win with the uh Destino, um, and, and in 22 minutes and 10 seconds, um, they did had a freaking awesome match, but the German suplex spot was terrifying. Yes, it was absolutely terrifying, but then like Ibushi like a few minutes later, was, like, doing, like, a nice finishing sequence. So, it... He's all right, but I never want to see... I know these men to make their decisions with their bodies. Yes. Okay. I get that. I never want to see that again. That was just...
1: Yeah, that was just terrifying. We, we, don't, we don't really need to see uh, that happen there.
0: Yes. So, we had the main event, which was Chris Jericho vs Kazuchika Okada. Okay match, um, went a little long for my taste. Mm-hmm. Um, and Okada reversed the Judas effect and countered it into a cradle pool and it was a shitty finish.
2: Mm.
0: Um, first shitty finish in New Japan in a while, so it, it's not really that bad. Um, this is match- one of the more decisive With- conclusions. But not not a up to a standard of an Okada main event.
1: It sounds like you just wanted a more solid conclusion a more yeah. definable conclusion I, as I opposed wanted to, a rain. Wanted to rain. You want the remaker finish, okay? I
0: get what you're saying. I rated it a three and a quarter, but then Will Osprey and Dragon Lane. Holy shit! These two guys <laughs> had an amazing match.
1: I mean, those are two
0: guys that I can never get tired of watching. So. Uh, it, there was a notable spot in this match where Osprey heads to the top, we cut them off with the super kick. Then he hits the. You know how Dragon Ball runs and does the Rana on the apron to the floor? Yes. Well, Osprey flips out of that <laughs> and stands <laughs> on his, he's like the. this the Spanish fly style. Yeah. Phoenix. And, it, and he gave. Lee with, like the most look at disgust like fuck you you motherfucker <laughs> and just <laughs> starts laying it and does an apron power bomb and a shooting star press for a tube gown. That was my favorite spot of the match. That is that
1: is actually gross.
0: <laughs> it was just... gro- it was grossly um, osprey, but I love Will osprey. That's
1: such an osprey thing to do, it really is. To take your best stuff and make you look foolish as you hit it—that's that,
0: that's such an Osprey thing to do. Guys, that running Rana spot is always amazing, but Osprey made it like ten thousand times more amazing just by landing on his feet. Does a Descendora Lee got countered by a hook kick by Osprey, and then another hook kick, hidden blade connects, super Os by Osprey when Stormbreaker finishes Dragon Lee all four and three quarters. Match of the year contender. Really good shit. And you know, it, it was a marvelous match. We're sort of going backwards anyway. So, freaking Shibata arrives and brings out Kenta!
1: Yes! That Kenta! Those of you may know him as a day Watami. Those of you know him for Kenta before he jumped to WWE. Those of you may know his finisher, very popular, known as the Go to Sleep. Kenta then made his declaration known. He wants in on G1. I am all for this. Wrestling Twitter blew up. The IWC blew up. Wrestling Twitter blew up. A lot of his former compatriots in WWE, a lot of wrestlers uh outside of WWE for that matter. Everybody blew up that Kenta's back home. I'm with it. I want to see Kenta in the in, uh, in G1. I'm all for this. This should be a dope G1 if he gets in.
0: The girls are destined to beat Evil and Sonata, so they're probably going to move on to a new feud. Big Tom Ishii beats tai Chi to win the Never Openweight Championship in a very good match. Four stars. The home stretch was awesome. Very physical. Tom Ishii always delivers. Big Tom Ishii, Tomohiro Ishii, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call him. Mm-hmm. He always delivers in big spots, and this was a big spot. So good for Tommy Hiraiichi, um, Tanahashi Taguchi and Juice Robinson defeats Jay White, Jay Ro- J- White, Chase Owens, and Taiji Ishimori. After after White hit a final cut variation, don't do that. White hit the final cut variation. Don't do that again, Tana. On oh, no, Owens to win. I mean, yeah. Tana hit the final cut variation. Okay. Which looked awful. <laughs> it looked awful. But then we had Liger and Yoshihashi defeat, defeat uh, Minoru Suzuki and Jack, Zack Sabre Jr. Um, um, Yoshihashi cradled Zach Sabre Jr. for the win. And that sets up their British Heavyweight Championship match. And nice. that's the Liger Suzuki match as well. That's going to happen at some point. Shingo motherfucking Tagagi (laughs) beats Satoshi Kojima in a very good match. Three and three quarter stars. I just couldn't pull the four four trigger on it. But Shingo wants in on the G1. Fuck yes! Mm. I want Shingo in the G1 because he's going to be blasting with the big boys. And Shingo
1: is a big boy. We're getting big players that won in on the G1. This is gonna be a dope G1.
0: And then U.S. Champion John Moxley defeat Shota Umino, um, death your suit suplex and the uh Death Rider for the win. And John Moxley wants in on the motherfucking G1. Let's go. Oh, we're
1: getting big players in the G1. This, this is gonna be it's gonna be a dope G1 this year. We're I gonna, can't wait. G1, my be God, heavy hitters in the G1 this year. My this goodness, There's about to be a dope G1 this year. I'm
2: this is watching gonna be so so much,
1: the this. There's gonna be here. so much
0: depth. Yes, the G1 looks fantastic. There's
1: gonna be so much depth in this tournament. And then, then not even that, just the tag matches. they're gonna be like the pre, like the, uh, the other stuff where, where, the, where the blocks aren't gonna be
0: involved. Tag matches, they're sort of like nights off.
1: Yeah. They are, but like even even that like just to see dynamics of like uh, like different combinations, that, that's going to be interesting. But yes, the G one
0: tournament itself. Imagine we get Young Well in the uh, G one too. I'm, as I am saying. Like we're going to see so many different styles,
1: and it's going to be so. There is going to be a lot of match Canada candidates coming from this tournament if everyone that we would like to see get in gets in.
0: Do you want to talk about Super Showdown, which sucked? At least we're
1: not getting the old time rank this week. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, whatever deities, uh, wrestling deities you prayed to uh, within the last, uh, well, from what we put the show on was Thursday, so it came up Friday. Uh, whatever deities you prayed to before Corbin versus Seth Rollins happened, uh, clearly that the wrestling gods heard your prayers. The match itself was ew, just not good. <laughs> could, really, really that's the theme of the show. Except for Revival Usos, Revival Usos, this is not on you. And even to a lesser extent, Balor and Almas, not on you. You guys were okay. This is not because, not due to the six of you guys. You guys are fine. Corbin and, uh, and Rollins, yeah. it, was, that. It, was, it was an obvious story. You focus Rollins on, the, Corbin focuses on the ribs. That was a smart decision by Corbin. And he hits his deep six but Corbin's temper and him basically whining to the refs that he should count faster basically got the best of him. Corbin had no reason to lose his match physically, yet lost the match because, because mentally he just wasn't able to get Rollins down for three. Rollins rolls him up, steals the pin, keeps the Universal Championship, and then Brock Lesnar approaches the ring like, okay, here we go. Lesnar is the layup for Lesnar. Corbin, has, Corbin misses the layup, so Brock Lesnar's going to get it. Paul Heyman then trips on the apron, and the distraction causes Rollins to get the drop on Brock, low blow, and basically Rollins repays Lesnar for the beating he took the previous Monday. And finishing the deal with the curb stomp onto the briefcase, Rollins escapes Jetta with the Universal Championship, no cash in for Lesnar. To kind of of finish this out with Brock is that Heyman basically said they're not going to tell you when Lesnar may cash in. Uh, on Seth and or even Kofi, because everyone's assuming Seth, but we, we can't forget that Kofi's WWE champion still. More on him in a moment. <coughs> and next match was on the main card was Demon Balor versus Almas. Decent match, nothing special here. I'm looking forward to seeing and- better from them. What's up? The crowd was dead. The crowd was all but dead because after I think it was trying to re- recompose itself after the uh, after what happened with Seth. Balor gets the win with the coup de grace. It was, it was a decent match. It was an okay match. I, I look forward to seeing more uh, from them when they eventually run it back for the IC title. I'm sure they will because they're effectively 1-1 in the series. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing them run it back. You didn't miss anything from that match, honestly. Let's see here. Next to the totem pole, Lars Sullivan destroying Lucha House Party not once but twice in a, in a four-day span. The first time he did it with Lucha House Party getting himself disqualified and walking out in one piece. The second time on Raw, not so lucky. Uh, Sullivan destroyed Kalisto within seconds with the, with the uh, freak accident. And then took and then basically bodied Lince Dorado in similar fashion. And he took his time with Grand, Grand League to the point where he was able to destroy the other members of the Lucha House Party even worse. And it finished off Grand League with a headbutt. Lars Sullivan leaving the Lucha House Party in his wake. Can we please give Lars Sullivan some real competition and the Lucha House Party go back to 205? It's not worth it. It's just not worth it.
0: Next up, Shane versus Roman. Okay. Yeah, it was... He presented the match and wins the match. Are you kidding me?
1: Shane wins the... I don't... Why Shane won the match, I have no idea.
0: Uh, Why there was Shane won no... of the the offense in this match? I have no idea.
1: Yeah, a whole lot of it was bad, and a whole lot of it... It's... It plays into the whole point of Shane need... needing help to win against decent ta- against solid talent. It was a claymore that really is Drew McIntyre that won the match for Shane. And Shane just got the pin on, on Roman. Drew with the claymore to finish the deal. Obviously, they're building towards stopping grounds when, uh, when Drew faces Roman. Uh, this, uh, next Sunday, actually. Next Sunday is going to be the, uh, the pay per view
0: for stopping grounds. I'm not looking forward to it. Triple H got the motorcycle entrance. Who cares?
1: Pretty much got a WrestleMania style entrance. Uh, I, I like the bike, but the, the match itself, whatever. Orton, you've seen it in a thousand. You've seen it once, you've seen it in a thousand times. Uh both guys hit their finishers, but ultimately it was the RKO, the second one of the match for Randy Orton to get it done. You didn't miss it. You see again, you've seen it once, you've seen it in a thousand times. You missed nothing here. Kofi and Dolph. I think they're gonna do better in the cage. I'm, I'm actually okay with them having the rematch. Ultimately, it was Ziggler. Arrogance kind of getting in there in his own way. Ziggler super kicked Woods, and then Woodsy would, would clap back and hit him later with a kick, leading the trouble in paradise to get it done. For so, Kofi retains the title with a little bit of help from Woodsy. Big E did return on SmackDown. Well, uh, New Day had a solid main ev- six man tag main event with uh, with Kofi, Zayn, and Owens, where ultimately it was Kofi pinning Zayn after the trouble in paradise. So, we'll get that out the way. It was a decent, it was a so- solid main event to see New Day all back together again. That, that, was, that was solid. <clears throat> Yeah, Strowman and Lashley, it was all right. Nothing, eh, again, not really much missed here. Strowman won. Lashley did his part in the match. It was, Lashley was okay. Uh, just, it was nothing blow away and nothing, not Dud City, but it was just nothing special here. Uh, Strowman gets a dub here, and then Jeddah. the other part of this, Jeddah was, it was scorching hot. It was, like, it was like 100 degrees in the ring or something, or ringside, apparently. But yeah, it, it was not a, but Strowman gets it done. Not much here, not much there. The crowd was at least hot for the Battle Royal, at least towards the very end, was they noticed Mansoor, who I actually like. I think Mansoor's going to actually have a pretty good future in NXT. Uh, Mansoor beating Elias, they, it came down to those two. Mansoor winning the Battle Royal in front of his countrymen. I thought that was a good moment for for Saudi for, for Jeddah and the whole country there. I thought that was a good look there. I, I'm okay with that. Mansoor winning. It's a Battle Royal, so whatever. And the other part of it, Titus not world sliding and onto the, uh, under the ring this time. So they made a good I deal out
0: of that. Own nope. entrance. What's up? I love how Ty's got his own entrance.
1: Yeah, because everyone because he broke the internet when he did the slide last year. So I love how they played it up in the same exact spot, in, this, in pretty much the same exact match. It was nice seeing AOP back in the ring, though. I need to see AOP in a tag team division, preferably SmackDown, but I need to see AOP on a tag team division ASAP, because both tag team divisions kind of need a little bit more juice. At least Raw's got better. We'll get to Raw's in a little bit. <clears throat> uh, after the Battle Royal, pretty much was the main event of Goldberg and Taker. The crowd was at least kind of alive for, the, for this match because Goldberg and Taker and their, their reputation superseding themselves. Ultimately, Goldberg was out of gas. Taker this was sucked. Out of-
0: This sucked. This <laughs> was horrible. You should not send two 50-year-old men ab- ab- above the age of 50 yeah. out there to have a... Eight minute wrestling match. It sucked!
1: Goldberg was completely out of gas. Pretty much, Goldberg had 90 seconds of offense with, his, you with think a speed couple- Goldberg's a good pro wrestler. Fuck no. you! Goldberg's not a good wrestler anymore. <laughs> it's, Goldberg basically put all of his energy in spearing Taker to start the match. And that was effectively Goldberg basically did little to nothing else. It was basically Taker having to carry the match, and ultimately That's Taker...
0: Hmm? That jackhammer looked awful. It
1: did. That's what I'm saying. Goldberg was out of gas. Goldberg burned all his gas. He burned himself out with the spear, with, with the spears to start the match. He had nothing left after those spears. And then Goldberg tried to jackhammer him. It was, it was brutal. It, it was brutal. Taker kicked out, whatever. Ultimately, the match ended with Goldberg simply not being it. Literally, Taker tried to carry Goldberg and literally couldn't. as he tried to hit a tomb. Goldberg tried to counter a tombstone. That was recounted. Goldberg ran out of gas. Taker realizing this basically ended it with a choke slam, which I think was I think for the best for everybody. The match was super. It was just painful to watch. I, I, we don't need to see these guys wrestle anymore, Goldberg and Taker. I get it. They did it because money, but it's not worth it. It's just it's not worth it. Both of you guys just retiring. Taker, let's put him in the Hall of Fame already and keep it pushing. So that was Super Showdown. You missed nothing. If it ends up being your worst show of the year, I completely understand. Uh, It it was a a painful experience for a lot of people to watch, and it was a three-hour experience. Raw. Was Raw any better? Kind of, because it couldn't get much worse. So Raw, we got a whole lot of, of celebration from Shane and McIntyre. We got a good triple threat match for... The Revival, Usos, and Hawkins and Ryder, who actually defended their tag titles. I did actually see something about the tag team title defenses of the three tag champions. Apparently, the Iconics actually do defend them. They're just not on TV when they do it. They're mostly defending on house shows. So uh, I guess, I guess we, we were a little too hard on the Iconics. I'm
0: not going to see a title change at a house show.
1: No, but, but they, they do defend. They at least kind of defend them. Apparently so. We uh, maybe we're a little too hard on the Iconics and their, their tag team championship reign, but we w- but please defend them on a pay per view or please defend them somewhere with actual cameras who are actually broadcasting. Okay. Up cell phones. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. That's that's, what, that's that's all I ask. Like you win them, you win them. You lose them, you lose them. But just just defend them on TV, please. Uh, Iconics. God, the women's tag team division, the tag team championship, it was a great idea. I don't want it to go to waste. I, that, that's what I'm saying here. So, the triple threat match with the the tag team champion Hawkins and Ryder, the revival and the Usos, was actually good. So I, I'm I'm very, I'm good with that. And the ending was fine, where the revival basically steal the match as Jay Uso superkicked everybody, and the revival steal the match uh, by by pinning Ryder to uh, to keep the tag, to keep, uh, win the titles back for the second time. I'm happy about that. That's perfectly fine. Uh, Corbin, the show itself actually started with Corbin basically saying they're going to run it back. Corbin runs at stomping grounds for the Universal Championship, but Corbin this time gets to choose a ref. i I'm guessing Sami Zayn, but we'll see how this goes. I already told you about what Lars Sullivan did. Challenges emerge for the U.S. title. Finally, we're getting something of substance here. Well, we've got some people who could actually challenge for the U.S. title. Cesaro, Ricochet, Strowman, Lashley, and Mills are all coming for are all coming against Samoa Joe. This is a good look for me, for me. I'm good with this. Any of those five will be will do. Although apparently Cesaro got hurt, I'm hoping it's it that serious. Any of those five will do perfectly fine. The challenge Joe for the U.S. Championship, I'm cool with it. Nikki Cross kind of accidentally uh, made the outcome happen with the two champ the two champions facing the two challengers for stomping grounds. Uh, Bailey and Becky. Ended up losing to Lacey and Alexa after Lacey hit the woman's right on both of both champions and then pinned Bailey to win the match. Nikki actually had a match with Bailey on SmackDown, solid match. Nikki looked pretty good, but ultimately, Bailey was a little bit better. So, Bailey gets a W there. Uh, Let's see, new, yeah, I told you the Royal Tag Team Championships, close quarter stuff, more truth and Carmella stuff, with the elevator, I thought that was pretty funny. EC3, my guy, I, I, did, I thought you were a meathead, but I didn't think you were a cannibal. That was, that was, that was weird. That was very odd. Random Rabble was hilarious. Uh, That's Firefly Funhouse. It was, was creepy. And then Sami Zayn caused some mayhem between Owens, and, between Owens and Rollins. Good Owens Rollins stuff. Ultimately, it was Rollins basically destroying everything in his path and curb stomping Sami Zayn to end the show. Good luck by Seth Rollins to basically dominate the, uh, the closing part of Raw. So good job there.
0: Why doesn't the Ramblin' Rabbit
1: keep getting killed? I, I guess it's their version of Kenny from South Park or, or their version of, I, I don't know why he keeps getting killed and basically they're turning them into jelly, <laughs> which I thought was which I thought was funny and
0: semi-terrifying. So
1: I'm, I, I, that's why I find how so so stuff Ken is... is in
0: Ring debut, I'm sort of sick of these segments.
1: Yeah, as I'm saying, I, I kind of I want to see Bray get back in the ring Alistair, too. Like, Alistair's actually going certifiably crazy on SmackDown without any sort of competition. Who would you want to see Alistair actually uh, like, have his first main feud with on SmackDown? I don't know. Mm.
0: I don't care because they're going to fuck him up in, like, a couple months. I,
1: I kind of want yeah. to... There's, there's a lot of good potential here. Like, Randy would be good. Shinsuke would be good. Just because it's for the psychology purposes. Have him feud with all again. That would be dope. There's a lot of good candidates here, but they're just not showing enough talent on SmackDown, on Raw and SmackDown. That's, that's a major problem here. Miz and Shane, nearly came the TV because, of course, they did. Uh, Miz ended up beating Elias and losing to Drew and then losing to Shane. And Shane basically picked the bones the Drew set uh, as Miz went one and two in his matches. And Heavy Machinery the, is... They're building Heavy Machinery and Daniel Bryan. They're doing something I, wanted, I want them to do. This is good. I'm perfectly cool with this. Heavy Machinery getting closer and closer to Daniel Bryan and Rowan for the SmackDown Tag Titles all for it. That's fine. Sonya beating Carmella with a little bit of an assist from Mandy Rose. Sonya, they're, they're kind of building those three up plus Ember. They're kind of building those four up together. Okay, that's, that's decent. Told you about New Day versus the Owens, Zayn, and Dolph Ziggler. Told you about that. Told you about Bailey and Nikki Cross. That's effectively what happened here on SmackDown. Decent, SmackDown was at least more entertaining to watch compared to Raw. And R-Truth basically being trapped in a storage chest on its way to L.A. for Raw was funny. As everyone tried to find R-Truth for the 24-7 championship. Now we get to the good stuff that happened in WWE this week. 205 Live, basically you didn't miss but too much except for the debut of Chad Gable. Chad Gable came up and stepped to Jack Gallagher. It was a dope match. Gallagher looking clean. Uh, Not Gallagher. Gable looking clean at 205. He's looking nice at 203 or 204, whatever weight class he was. He's looking nice. And the match itself was dope. It's a shame it ended on a countout, but I'd like to see them run it back between those two. It was a good match. All for it. Perfectly fine. You didn't really miss much in between, but you got to the, we got to the end and we're getting some sort of resolution on who the next challenger for Tony Nice will be for stomping grounds. A very good Fatal 4-Way between we got uh, Humberto Carrillo only Lorcan, Drew Gulak, and Akira Tozawa. Lots of good stuff happened here. Everyone got their chance to shine. The match was good. The crowd was live into it. It was very solid stuff all the way around. Very good, entertaining uh, business here. Ultimately, the match turned when Davari hit Lorcan with a chair, taking him out of the equation. Carrillo basically got ejected into the next stratosphere. And his chin hit, hit the apron, so that took him out of the game. And then it was leading to a, the finish, which was a superplex by Gulak onto Tozawa. And they basically, Tozawa countered it into a cradle, but neither guy got the shoulders up. All four shoulders were down. The referee counted it to three. So we got through controversy to the end. We're a week away from, they got one more show before stomping rounds. I'm just saying, let's get to a triple threat and keep it pushing. I'm perfectly cool with a triple threat between the three of them. Uh, you got a niece versus... The guy he wanted to face in Sozawa and his, his greatest enemy, in Drew Gulak. I'm all for them. I mean, a triple threat, keeping and pushing. Speaking of Gulak, he was on double duty this week. He had an NXT submission match with Kushida, which is pretty dope. Hmm? pretty dope. Pretty dope, I'd say. It was dope. Yes, yes, indeed, it was. It was very productive. So both guys got this. We got great tech stuff from all from both parties. But ultimately, it was the hoverboard camaro lock. That, that got it done and made Gulak insta tap out. Much respect for both guys, from both guys, after the match. Good look for Kashida as he keeps it pushing. We saw a solid, we saw a match between Candice LeRae, Io Shirai versus Jessica Maduke and Maria Shafir from the uh, Four Horsewomen, and it really turned into a brawl once uh, Shirai stomped on a limb, and we just turned into a full, full-scale fight. As Shirai went after Shayna, and it basically turned into a two-on-three chaotic mayhem situation to close the match. So the referee wiped it out. There was no contest. It basically leading to, in two weeks, uh, El versus Shayna in a steel cage for the NXT Women's Championship. So that, that's kind of pretty much the conclusion of, of this whole deal. I'm all for it. The main event was, basically, was Lurkin and Birch versus Undisputed Arrows, Roddy Strong, and Kyle O'Reilly. Not Bobby Fish, because Bobby Fish's arm and elbow was still in a sling. He, did, he was at ringside, though. The match pretty much was, as expected, very productive, very chaotic. A whole lot of mayhem happened here. But ultimately, it, it was Jackson Riker of the Forgotten Sons that tilted the match in the favor of Lorkin and Birch, kind of inadvertently. Riker came down to the ring. He, basically, he didn't do anything but destroy a couple security guards. But he, all he did was distract the Undisputed Era, especially Roddy Strong. This led to the roll up by Lorcan. And a pin for the Brit Brawlers They get the W over Undisputed Era. And Jackson Ryker did his, did his part. They're a good match, though. And it was, it was a good NXT in, in all in all. So well done there. Yes. UK. Now we take it to the UK. Mm, pretty, uh, it's a solid show. Pretty solid show. Tra- Travis, Bank, did Travis Banks video. They did a Jenny promo. A Jenny and, and, uh, and her new compadre. They, they ended up destroying some people. Uh, Neil Brookside's team got got destroyed. So the, that's all productive. Really, the, the whole thing built up to the Imperium versus BSPs. It was very, very good. I was I was all for it. I'm all with it. Very, very productive match, pretty much from start to finish. Ultimately, the match meets, meets its conclusion after the return of Alexander Wolf. Wolfie comes to NXT. And power bumps Tyler Bate, leading to the pin. I believe it was Eichner that got the pin on Bate to get it done for Imperium. And Wolf becomes the fourth member of the group. So now we got a, a full crew for Imperium of Wolf, Eichner, uh, yeah. getting still Bartel. Wolf, Eichner, Bartell, and the NXT UK champion in yeah. Walter. That's your week in WWE.
0: Yes, it is your week in WWE lukewarm leak in wwe
1: it got better once we got past raw and smackdown i think is what is what we're saying here 205 the nxt's in 205 you did your part you, you did your part very very impressively uh, i think before we go to the watching the matches all out ticket sales are tomorrow night or tomorrow uh coming from the sears center arena in chicago august 31st 2019 ticket sales are out for that tomorrow they, they've already put out the posters of omega versus moxley and it's, it should be an incredibly dope match. I'm all looking forward to this.
0: And Paige versus Jericho
1: as well. Yes, Paige Jericho for the title. And obviously the Bucks versus and the Rose Bros.
0: fighter will be for free on VRY. Mm. I'm um, looking, looking forward to this. Fighter uh, pass F-O-Y-T-E-R. fest. And that mm. card is... Ooh. Some of these card. This card looks good. Okay. So it's Cody versus Darby Allen, the Elite versus Lucha Brothers and a uh, Mystery Man, John Moxley versus Joe Janella, Adam Page versus Jimmy Havoc versus Jungle Boy versus MJF, Christopher Daniels versus Shima, and Yuka Takazaki and Riho Re- versus Riho versus versus Nyla Rose.
1: Hmm, that's a solid
0: card. And we'll obviously see some more storylines. For Fight for the Fallen, which is on the, uh, July 13th. And also in a pre show match, a hardcore match between Michael Nakazawa and Alex Jabali, the owner CEO. So we'll be right back with a message from our sponsor at Powerslam.tv.
2: Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.
0: And we're back! Spending many hours, use the code Social socialsuplex, powerslam.tv. As I said, you, the summer vacation for a lot of people in school. If you're into wrestling,
1: and you don't want to just have the normal standard WWE stuff or standard of New Japan. You want something different, basically, what I'm saying, from the world of wrestling. Power Slam TV is your way to go. 3,000 hours, apparently, the promo is saying. Uh, you, you get shoot interviews, you get classic wrestling matches. You get, basically, you can spend your summer doing nothing else but watching
0: wrestling. go! Way to yeah. go. Later, go, guys. And we had sort of a dilemma this week as we couldn't find the Loser Leaves Town Match from right. Memphis, which was number 91. So we're going to take it up to 89 this week.
1: Yeah, so that was uh, Jerry Lawler versus Bill Dundee. Let's uh, just true. watch the human and music video first. Sure. So we can kind of get, a, get, a, a, get a, a grasp of what happened here. Now, what I like about this, and for those who don't know, I hosted the sports lounge uh, when, when I was at Monco with Decooks. And every show we did, this was pretty much the theme music I let off the show with. It was called Going the Distance by Bill Conti. Somebody actually put it to this music here. So we're watching the match go. It looks like Jared, the, the King is in the blue uh, tights here with the, with the crowns on it. Solid bulldog here. Bible Dundee, make it twice. Make it it's, no it's, third, it's, third time. No, King counters. Solid counter. It is, it's now Cat Lawler is getting the better of it, dropping some lefts and some rights. Dundee coming back with some jabs. Nice chop there. Double stomp. Couple double stomps right there. Shoulder tackle by Dundee. Both guys are just trading bombs at this point. This is good stuff here. Nice right hand here. Nice double X handle by Dundee. Dundee misses, goes to the outside. Lala comes back and Timber Dundee goes down. Ooh, nice leg drop, but he missed. Pile driver for Dundee. Yes, hits it. Nice punch to the gut by Lala. Lala clapping back. Lala gets back, dropped to the outside. Good match. Dundee with a baseball slide, Make it kind of that
0: twice. I would not.
1: It actually was. He caught him first, and then caught him again. They're fighting on the outside. Dundee is dropping some bombs here. He's hitting some combos. Dundee, they're back in the ring now. Dundee bringing a whole lot of offense here. Lawler's out. Lawler's busted wide open. Is catching these hands from Dundee. But Lawler's still standing. Lawler's still fighting with the rights. Lots of rights. Dundee goes down. This is basically a brawl, by the way. Lawler is hitting bombs on Dundee. Dundee goes down. The fist drop. The legendary fist drop. Good counter. Dundee with the counter. One, two, kick out. Both guys are still coming with it. Lola shoulder into the post. Body slam by Dundee. Nice chop block to the knee. Makes it twice. Nice. Lala can barely stand but still catches a, a rising uppercut. Lala going for the pile driver. It's a clean, clean pile driver. Lala going for the pin. Doesn't hook the leg. Didn't have to. Lala gets it done. With a solid pilot driver. Very good, good match. Driver, that it is. And it well, seemed like a heated, heated affair. Yeah. And it was, good. it was a good affair, too. Good fight. Good fight between the two. Well, all it gets it done well, with that
0: We call it a two-minute, 20-second version of it, but it was probably a really good match.
1: Yeah. So that's what it, from what it looked like, yes, it, yeah, indeed it was.
0: So. What to next? Rick Flair versus Ricky Steamboat from WrestleWar89. Uh,
1: fortunately, we did find the, the full match. Good luck, WWE Network, for having the full match on the display for us this week. Flair and Steamboat, as we know, have had a classic rivalry. Incredible stuff pretty much from the start of the rivalry to the end. Two legends who, with mutual respect for each other. This is for Flair's NWA World Championship. Steamboat's NWA. Or Steamboat's NWA World Championship. Why, why, does, why does it say Flair. Why does, why does it say Flair? type of the on you, WWE. Steamboat did come in here with a the, with the championship around his waist, so it really is for Steamboats. So, yeah, let's,
0: let's, talk, let's get to it. Three, two, one, go. They're doing an interview with Ricky Steamboat. Mm-hmm. They did an interview with Ricky Steamboat, and they take it to the ring. Jim Ross on the call? Yep, yep. Flair, with all the ladies.
1: Because of course it's Ric Flair, <laughs> uh, but because of course his niche. Yeah. It, it, it's niche. that was the other part of this that made this rivalry so good. It was the fact that Ric Flair was was the kind of the ladies' man, the, the guy who was like the like the Don Juan, if you will. Or he he always had ladies on deck, and he had those ladies on deck. He, he was he lived that life. He was about that life. He really, as he showed in the thirty for thirty, that was awesome. Versus Steamboat, who's the family man, who's got to have his family around. He, he's not really that kind of but he doesn't really party that hard. He's not that kind of lifestyle. Uh, so I think that's, a really, that's the other part that made this such an excellent rivalry, a contrast of actual human styles. And then the wrestling was, was top of the world five-star quality, of course, because Flair and Steamboat. <sighs> this match was not the main event of the evening, actually, as the Road Warriors Varsity Club faced off of the tag titles right after this. And then we had Bar- and then other members of the Varsity Club facing off uh, against the First Family. Actually, the varsity, varsity Club versus First Family for the tag titles.
0: Yes, and the Varsity Club was... This iteration of the Varsity Club was Eddie Gilbert and R- Rick Steiner versus versus the Varsity Club, Dan Spivey and Kevin Sullivan. And then the tag title match had the Varsity Club of Mike Rotunda and Steve Williams facing the Road Warriors. Animal and Hawk. Also on this card was for the United States heavyweight championship match. Sting defeated the Iron Sheik by submission. Mm. Um, Michael Hayes defeated Lex Luger for the US. Um, I meant this for the Sting match, the television championship. The dynamic dudes! Jody Ace and Shane Douglas defeated the Samoan SWAT team, aka the Headshrinkers. with Paulie Dangerously, Dick Murdoch defeated Bob Wharton Jr. Butchery defeated Ranger Ross and and the great Muta defeated Doug Gilbert. So all in all, it's looked like a very productive card. Of names you may
1: remember and names you may not, and then just straight up legends, all in all. So a very solid card, is, is what this looks like. But obviously this was the, the match of the night, and one of the matches of all time, as extent as evident on this list. So yep, uh, the NWA championship is proudly displayed as Ricky, as they did during the rest of the introductions. They are, they've already introduced Flair, and now they've introduced Steamboat. I think I'm a little ahead of you.: Yes. I'm at the point where Flair and where the referee was just checking Flair. I just checking Steamboat, and now it's checking Flair. Mm-hmm. Everything is cool. Both guys in the center of the ring. The bell has been rung. And here we go. Collar and tie up to get it started. If you want to follow along, I'm at the 124-12 mark. If you want to follow along at home. Collar and tie up. Uh, stay, arm drag by Steamboat. Both guys get up. Is young Earl Hebner? Is that what I'm looking at here? No. It's, I think it's... Oh. It can't be young. I was say, it can't be young half Okay. Uh, it can be young Hebner.
0: Nice bath body drop by Steamboat. I think you're a little out of me. <laughs> but uh, let's, let's see. I'm trying line. Line to find the right. What? What's, what? uh. I'm at one twenty four
1: fifty three. As Steamboat with the arm drags, makes it not make it twice. And the nice guy's got arm control. Flair gets him back into the corner. <clears throat> and a, a open hand slap. Just straight open hand slaps on each other, and Flair loses that particular exchange. Flair on his Flair now back to his feet. Steamboat Steamboat actually really let him get up, honestly.
0: Boot him, and they're
1: hesitating a little bit. Kind of wait, kind of waiting for the. For one of them to make a move and oh, no, let's no. go back to the taller elbows, Flair will Fair basically pushing Steamboat back to the, into the back in the opposite corner. Referee doesn't kind of gets a clean break, breaking and Flair with a punch to the gut into the chop. Legendary knife edge chop by Flair. Steamboat kind of shakes it off, but then eats another one. Flair with a nice, solid right hand. Knocking down Steamboat. Steamboat claps back with a chop. Flair with a right hand. Back to chop. Flair chop. Steamboat chop. Steamboat with, another, with getting more chops. Flair back to the corner. Flair lights him up with a nice one. Steamboat comes back with two, three more. And they're fighting all corner to corner, effectively. Flair with a knife edge chop back. Steamboat claps back with, with several more. Steamboat, as they go to the fourth corner, there's a back drop. Steamboat to Flair. Flair now down and rolling to the outside of the ring. Flair is in obvious pain from this backdrop. The referee is counting. Steamboat wants to go after Flair, but the ref is kind of keeping him back. Flair knows how much time he has.
0: Oh, we have to watch the post-match, too. Because this has one of the greatest angles of all time, as well.
1: Mm. Yeah, we'll we'll keep it going to the the post-match. We'll keep it going. But but Flair is now on the apron. Steve-O is uh, is pretty much pacing himself, waiting for Flair to get back in. Flair kind of holding on to the ropes. Are we going to get a Colorado tie-up again? Flare pacing, Steamboat just waiting. Okay, just waiting to make a move. Here we go. Flare with a side headlock. Steamboat waist control. Steamboat attempts to counter and releases the grip from Nate. She does succeed. He does have finger control of Flare. Flare trying to fight it off, but he doesn't seem like he can. It's just a test of strength, pretty much, uh, from both parties. Neither guy really getting the better of it. Both guys really doing well. And Steamboat does eventually win and now has arm control of oh, the nature boy. Nice arm control by Steamboat. He knows he's not going to probably get a tap out from this. But he does get a chance to wear out the shoulder. And then have wrist control, hand control, really, on the nature boy. Flair's shoulders are not down, so he can't be pinned from this. But he does have to control, those Steamboat. Keeping sure. Nice elbow drop to the elbow, uh, to the shoulder of, of Flair, making it twice. And then getting wrist control and hand control on, on Ric Flair. Flair is in a lot of pain. As he is now on a knee as opposed to on his back, where those elbow drops were. Those elbow drops where landed. Flair pushes Steamboat back to the ropes. Steamboat then makes Flair eat a shoulder tackle. And another on drag. And now back to the control of the arm by Steamboat.
0: Flair is really selling really well.
1: Yes. Flair very much is selling. That's one thing Flair did masterfully well with sell, And Flair does get up and, and is attempting to counter. But Steamboat still has the arm and the wrist control. Now he has wrist control. And wrenches it in very, very deep in the center of the ring. Ooh, nice drop towards. That was a nice counter. Solid counter by Flair. Now he's got the waist lock. Steamboat reverses and goes back to the arm. Sound. Tech wrestling by Flair, especially by Steamboat. Now, Steamboat dropping the knee on the back of the arm of Flair. And now it looks like, he, is he trying to shoot the half or is he trying to hook the other arm? He's doing the former. He's trying to shoot the half, but doesn't have him fully. He does now. But Flair kicks out at one. While Steamboat is trapping the, of, the opposite arm, the original arm, was the other smart part about this. And that was a really good yeah. part about shooting the half by Steamboat. Flair needed to get some offense going and does so with some chops. Steamboat still has wrist control, but Flair using the off-arm to chop Steamboat. The good news is Flair was free from the arm control. The bad news is he's not free anymore. Steamboat basically slid under Flair to get back the arm control as he basically took out Flair's legs from under him and now has repositioned himself with the arm. Great tech wrestling by Steamboat. Well, they're trying his hardest to reverse the situation, but Steamboat's got his armbar in very, his arm hold very, very deep. Steamboat is... No, he didn't do the knees. Nope. He could have a Kimura on him if he really wanted to, but instead he does not. Ric Flair finally pushes Steamboat into the corner where Steamboat now has to break the hold. Before he gets a five, he actually really doesn't. The referee breaks the hole for them, which is the best thing that could have happened to Flair. A headbutt was probably the worst that could have happened to Steamboat in that particular instance. And a right. nice elbow to, by Flair. What an elbow to the head. Solid, solid. And a forearm to knock Steamboat to the canvas. And Steamboat is looping really like the out. There. Yeah, those chops are starting to really wear down Steamboat. Flair's shaking off the arm that uh that Steamboat worked on for the majority of the match so far. Steamboat claps back with a chop of his own. Now, Flair hit with the right hand. And Flair's hits hit some punches to the gut. Overhand. Punches another punch to the gut overhand. And then back to the back to the overhand. And on um, a nice forearm by Flair. And his Steve climbs back with some chops. Steve so open with the chops. And an open hand palm strike. Flare, The classic flare fall. Always funny. Steve if he wanted to, could get arm control. And he does. Back to the arm goes Steve Smart decision. Can't be mad at that. Everyone kind of looking and kind of jotting and taking notes about what's happening. I guess they're writing to the papers. They're judges. Yeah, okay, Judge is basically scoring this, if they're going to score it, points and whatnot. Solid. Nice. Nice cradle by Steamboat to kind of get the arm. and Nice bridge by Steamboat, I should say, to, to get the arm and to make sure that Flair really can't counter it offensively. If he really wanted to, Flair's going to have to try to reverse the hold somehow by either flipping over. A little Steamboat did it for him. Steamboat gets up instead. Flair could get him in a fireman's carry. It's the way he's got one of his legs. And does. What will Ric Flair do from here? Flair waits. And just basically puts him on the second turnbuckle. Steamboat has really worn down Flair's arm, though. Steamboat jumps off the ropes. And chops Flair back into the corner. Arm... Nice arm track, nice drop kick. Flair goes over the top and to the floor. Steamboat's about to fly. Steamboat about to go to work. Everyone moves out of the way. There's a barricade, but there's a whole lot of camera people are there. The referee trying to keep Steamboat from jumping. Which is really helping Flair kind of recover and recoup. The referee prevents the offense from Steamboat. Larry not waiting. And the ref is uh oh, ooh. Steamboat shoves the ref out of the way. Hmm. Well Steamboat does have championship advantage. So you could get disqualified and keep the title. In theory. Not, not that Steamboat is the guy to do that, but Larry kind of just waiting this out. Larry does get back into the ring. It really did give Flair a whole lot of time to recover as his left arm was the main focus of offense for Steamboat. Mm, instead of a collarable tie up, Flair kicks him right in the gut. And now Ric Flair is about to go to work. Steamboat counters the ropes, back to the arm drag, and you already know where he went back to. You already know where he went back to. But this time, Flair does get uh, Flair does get up this time. Steamboat does have wrist control, but Flair now has jaw control of Steamboat. Which wins out the wrist. Steamboat continuing to do offensive things to Flair's left wrist and left arm as a, as a whole as he tries to yank the shoulder out of its socket. Flair would probably be wise to try to do something offensively. But so far, alright pulls him off the ropes, and still gets caught with the shoulder tackle. Then the match started to speed up now. Flair this time with the arm with the hip toss. Flair this time with the hip toss and the arm drag. Nice.
0: This is really good so far.
1: It's solid tech wrestling. Which we would expect from both parties. Flair tried a double drop. It did not work. He tried it with the good arm. And another arm drag by Steamboat. Back to the wrist control goes the dragon. Flair trying to shove him back to the corner is successful. We're Referee talking to both parties. We're not getting a clean break. We're still not getting a clean break. Flair is in pain because Steamboat still has the arm. Flair with a shoulder. Flair basically lowering the shoulder into the gut of, of Steamboat. Ooh, nice job. Nice chop by Nate, an and a second one. Now Flair's got, has got the head control. What a punch! Okay, Nate, nice punch. Nice punches there, Flair. Now back on the offensive. That is a young Jr. Uh, as mentioned before by D Coops.
0: What? Flair is starting to get some offense in. And the commentaries just made note that Ricky Steambo is ahead on points. So, if this match ended in a draw, Ricky Steambo will win. But the judges are there, and that's, that's understandable. That's a reasonable reason for the judge, the
1: judges to be there. Basically, Flair's got to pin him right now to beat him, which, is, which makes sense considering how Steambo dominated a lot of the match. The match continues as both guys are bringing some offense, and Steamboat is resorting back to the chops. Flair, Flair caught him, and now Flair goes off the ropes. Shoulder tackle this time by an H. H then throws Steamboat out of the ring. And Steamboat gets right back up and right back onto the apron. Steamboat is now very, very pissed. Steamboat's coming in and coming to the bombs. Right hands, lots of them, several of them. Steamboat is on the second rope. Flair is back into the corner. The ref is trying his hardest to get Steamboat to break, and, and Steamboat does relieve the pressure after... A lot of good right hands. Flair gets oof, gets thrown into the turnbuckle on the opposite side and now is in the Tree of Woe. Bumps. And this is a classic Flair Bump. And Steamboat can go to work if he, cho- he chooses to. Instead, he just gets a free right hand on Flair. Ah, the classic Flair Bumps. We've seen both of them so far. to Tackle by Steamboat. Flair then throws Steamboat out of the ring and onto the floor. Flair's in no mood to really chase after him, and I can't blame him for that. There's a fan kind of shoving Steamboat onto the ring floor. It's very different. But they, but they really aren't that close, though. There really isn't much of a ringside area outside of the ring. The fans are kind of, they're super jammed into this arena here. We're seeing Flair to the outside, and it's a clean stomp to the head of Steamboat. Flair gets back into the ring, no, and then Flair gets back, is right back out of the ring. And then chops Steamboat into the crowd. Basically chops him into the front row. Now the ref is trying to keep Flair from doing any more damage. He's trying to get uh, the competitors back into the ring. Steamboat is just eating some chops. And an elbow to the neck. Ooh. A brutal elbow to the neck. It was the woman in the white shirt you see with the, uh, with the glasses on. I believe she was the one that kind of uh, tapped on the Steamboat's back a little bit to kind of, and kind of rolled him over to the back of the blue mat there. Steamboat with a nice chop. Steamboat's still in the crowd, by the way. Both guys are trading bombs back and forth. Steamboat's still in the crowd. Oh, nice chop by Steamboat. Steamboat now back onto the ringside area. Flair's running for his life. Flair trying to run. Flair trying to run. Flair then runs back into the ring. Unfortunately, Steamboat was ready for it. Nice. Chop, no. flare bumps. All the flare bumps. <laughs> and Steamboat then guides Flair to the, to the mat with a classic, another classic flare bump. All of the flare bumps. Oh! Flair gets intercepted by a chop. Flair played the, the turnbuckle bump. And then he, tries, he runs the apron and gets completely intercepted by a chop by Steamboat. Flair never saw it coming. Oh, that was a nice. That was a nice one by Steamboat. That was nice. That was that was very nice. Snapmare takedown and back to the arm. Back to the arm goes Steamboat. That was that was a nice sequence though. That uh, Flair with the flare tried to run the apron and got completely picked off and he never saw it coming. That was that was nice. That was nice. Steamboat continuing the work on the arm, and this time he's got his knee on the arm. Flair pushes them all. Still arm and wrist control. Really more so wrist control now. Flair counters off the ropes. And shoulder tackle. Flair ducks. That was a smart move by Flair. Stevo tried to splash into Flair. Flair ducks. And Stevo ate nothing but ropes and floor. And the refs are... The ref is now to the outside. Ref now to the outside, and we are waiting for Steamboat to get back into the ring. He's on the apron now. Flair could do some real damage right here. Opps the elbow in the side, of, in the top of the head. That, that works. That works. And then another chop by Flair. Steamboat holding on. Nice. Yanks him back into the ring. And he, front, he front flips over to... Basically, Flair yanks Steamboat into the ring, and Steamboat front flipped onto the canvas.
0: And he had a knee
1: drop while at it. Good job, good job by NH to kind of control the action now. Flair basically then launches Steamboat off the off the ropes by grabbing his legs, and Steamboat goes back and head first onto the canvas. Stop. Flair with some knife edge chops, two of them. Nice right hand to the face of Steamboat, and now knees. Flair's holding the ropes. This is not a legal thing. Flair now with uh, the foot to the throat, also very not legal. Well, not not the dirtiest moves in the not the dirtiest moves in the game. So the the ref is now down. The ref is now back up. But nothing dirty happened here. Just some just some full on fighting here.
0: It's the heat of the action.
1: Yep yep yep. And yeah. back suplex by Flair. Flair into the cover. Kick out by Steamboat.
0: Two.
1: And another kick out. Flair still lying on top of Steamboat, but the shoulders will not stay down for three. Continuously, they won't stay down for three. Flair's trying to. Flair trying to keep Steamboat down. Failed to do so. Solid knee drop by Nage. Flair continuing to. Control the offense. Flair has now controlled the latter half of the match. He's going for a, a double underhook. And nice. Double underhook suplex. What a kick out. Flair, can, Flair has now got control of the match. And that's the double drop that he did not hit earlier. Steamboat will not stay down for three. Steamboat will not say it no, out, but the chops by Flair continue. Nope, Flair misses a chop. Steamboat dies to Flair, but then Flair carries him to the rope, so he gets guillotined. Good job by Flair to counter. And Steamboat does not kick out there. Flair kind of talking to the ref, and he's got his knee on the throat of Steamboat. Can't say it's not a smart move. It's not necessarily legal, but it's smart. Nice job, uh, e-boat. Flair pulls him to the outside of the ring where Flair currently resides. They're going for the suplex on the floor. Ouch! And it successfully hits it. He went for it. Absolutely hit it. Now Flair going to the apron. They're constantly readjusting his tights. It's been a the theme of the match. Another theme of the match. Steamboat's still on the floor. You can see a couple bumps and bruises on a match, but nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing spectacular. Nothing blow away in terms of bumps and bruises. But steamboat's obviously taking a lot of lot of damage in this match, as as is Flair. The referee and flair are in the ring. Flair on the bottom rope. His feet are. As he pulls Steamboat from the floor to the apron, Steamboat kind of goes along with it. And going for a suplex. Nope. Nope. Steamboat counters. Steamboat rolls him yeah. up. One, two, kick out. Steamboat with the chop. And Steamboat and Flair go to the outside. Both guys are down. Both guys are okay, but both guys are clearly down on the outside of the ring. Referee Counting of both.
0: I love the referee in this match. Tell yeah, on.
1: A lot of, there's a lot of passion and a lot of emotion involved here. A lot of passion, a lot of emotion. Flair kind of breaks the count, and informally throws Stevo back into the ring. You truly break it, at least on Stevo's behalf. And now Flair is on the turn. He's on the apron, ascending to the turnbuckle. Not a place Flair is completely familiar with, and we see why. Flair realizes he's about to fly. And absolutely does. Basically flies across the ring. Steamboat trying to hype himself up. Flair trying to keep... trying to keep himself away from Steamboat, but it's failing horribly. Steamboat is now getting up and is raining in bombs. Right hands. As he is on the second turnbuckle, Flair back into the corner. Nice chop. Steamboat's not getting any control. Backdrop. Nice. Steamboat is getting ready. Oh. Flair is in trouble, and Flair knows he's in trouble. Flair's trying to keep Steamboat away. Ooh, nice kick to the gut by Flair. Oh, counter. Roll up. One, two. Kick out. Steamboat with the roll-up. Flair with a thumb to the eye. Now we're getting to the dirtiest player in the game. Does he flex him into the corner? Nope. Steam steamboat gets him onto the onto the second rope. Payful experience for Flair. And his shot was also a painful experience.
0: This might be a little more painful.
1: As it looks like they're going for that superplex. And clean. Nicely done by Steamboat. Superplex. Based off of Flair's face, I think your assessment was true, that it was going to be a more painful experience.
0: Don't go to dragon superplex. But
1: Flair knows what's coming and has got his foot locked into the ropes. Ouch. But Steamboat catches Flair anyway. Steamboat. Flair is on the opposite side of the ring. Steamboat. Nice Nice chop. The top of Flair's head. Yes. Steamboat going to work. Steamboat going to work. Steamboat going to the top. And Flair kind of stumbles into the ropes. It was the best thing Flair could have done. Steamboat's leg hits the... Steamboat's onto the outside. But the best thing Rick could have done was basically counter Steamboat's momentum and stop Steamboat dead in his tracks. right? Basically falling into the ropes and knocking Steamboat off the top rope. Steamboat now holding his left knee. Well, Flair doesn't see it. Flair, as a matter of fact, he's turned on the opposite side of the ring. Waiting for... What's Flair going to do if he sees the knee injury that Steamboat currently has? What will Nate do? Steamboat is now on the apron, but is obviously favoring that leg. Nice kick to the gut by Flair. Flair with a nice kick. Flair does kick the leg, but also gets a headbutt in. Flair going for that suplex. Nice vertical suplex. Good technique. Good strength. Solid delayed vertical suplex by Flair. Flair's got Steamboat down, but what will Flair do? What is Flair going to do now? Flair, Steam, now he sees Steamboat holding his leg, and now Flair is going to go to work. Right in the water. Yeah, it is. Flair's, he's Steamboat holding his leg, and Flair's not going to work, starting by basically doing to Steamboat what Steamboat did to him on his arm. He's literally trying to yank the leg out of his socket. And now he's twisting into the figure 4 it He's got it it's in clean. And he's got it in, and Steamboat's in the center of the ring with nowhere to go. Steamboat is in no man's land. Now it's a matter of could Flay could pin him. Flay could get him the tap, or Steamboat could just pass out of the pain. There's a lot of ways this can go, and almost none of them are good for Steamboat. Flair, it, it, it's even worse. Steamboat is at the opposite end of the ring, so you really can't get into the ropes as efficiently as you would want him to. If you're for fans of Steamboat, Flair has got all the control here in this, in this moment of this match right now. Yep, as the referee was, was counting Steamboat's shoulders down, as I'm saying, Flair can pin him off this figure four if he wanted to. The only way Steamboat, is Steamboat's best way out is to counter and try to get into an Indian deathlock. But so far, no go. Flair's got, the holding, Flair's got the figure four in very, very deep. Steamboat is in deep, deep trouble. Steamboat, his right shoulder is not on the mat, so that's why there was no count. But unfortunately, he's still trapped. Flair's got figure four in very, very deep. Steamboat does inch his way to the ropes, so Flair has to break it up. But the damage is very, very much done. The other part of this, Flair linked the bad leg... As the primary part of the figure four. Steamboat is... And Flair with a nice kick to the kneecap. And a knee to the kneecap. And Steamboat is in deep, deep trouble. It is absolutely... You said it before. Blood of the Lord, an absolutely accurate statement. As Steamboat is in real, real trouble here. Basically, Steamboat's a one-legged man right now. As Flair is not chopping Steamboat in the chest. He's chopping him in the knee... Steamboat's trying to chop back. And he's basically holding the ropes to keep himself vertical. Flair pushed him back towards the center of the ring. Nice <laughs> insiguri using the, Using the plant leg for the insiguri, But Steamboat can't stand. Steamboat cannot stand. And it's nothing to do with the punches, it's the knee. Steamboat's just going to body slam. What a counter by Flair! What attack by Flair! And Flair gets the. Flair got it. No? Yes. Flair did get him.
0: Yeah, Flair got it. Did what, a get what a counter by Flair to win the match. Steamboat
1: body slammed, and literally Flair reversed the momentum to get the pin. Flair did get him. Flair wins the title. It's obvious we can say that the turning point of the match oh, is Steamboat with the respect. Steamboat with the respect shown to Flair, knowing that he was beaten. Much respect for St- by Steamboat. The match turned when Flair basically countered, and and Steamboat's legs hit the hit the ropes. Fireworks go off in the ring, in the arena. And now Jr. is going to interview H, so we're going to stay for the interview.
0: And Flair's getting interviewed here.
1: Some fans like it, some fans don't. Good series of this list, not wrong. Good job, Jr. Good stuff, good stuff.
0: There's Terry Funk
1: getting some love. Much respect to Terry Funk. We're going. I like how this is going. Oh, play not trying to be healed right now. Wait, kidding? Me. Terry Funk is not having this. it, okay, awkward. Oh, oh no! It didn't Terry oh. Funk is stung with Cody with a right? That escalated very quickly. Terry Funk effectively sucker punched Flair. There's an ominously looking table right now uh, where Flair and Funk are, but it's not being used. Instead, Funk tosses Flair into the crowd, takes off the suit jacket, and the Funk's going to work. Flair is, is Flair's catching a beating from Funk. And Terry Funk is snapping. Terry Funk is snapped. Terry Funk is destroying your flair right now. And about that table. And the face just went off of it. Yep. That dominance looking table right now, Terry Funk is currently standing on it. The, the ominous-looking table is now currently going to get pile-driven right through it. Even worse, pile-driven onto it. <laughs> it gets Funk pile drives Flare onto the table. Funk is gone completely nuts. The table did not break. Terry Funk is now using the table. Literally flips the table onto an H. Punk now has a chair. Ooh. Uses that chair on the top of the head of Flair. He's down. Jerry Punk is completely snapped. Jerry Punk is completely snapped. Yeah, and the yeah, hands, hands are the, the throw hands with Terry.
0: Yeah, Terry Funk snapping at Jr.
1: Oh, he's out. Like out. Funk is down. Funk is out. Uh, Flair is down. And Flair is out. Terry Funk is completely snapping.
0: Aren't you glad we watched the post match?
1: What <laughs> with this post match? This was a good. It was a solid post match. Funk basically the synopsis of it was that Flair re- Funk was trying to congratulate Flair and try to get a one-on-one against him. Flair refused. Terry Funk then responded in kind by basically waylaying him. They're replaying the pile driver again. Flair that. really didn't Funk really didn't have full control of him, but the desired effect happened. Right now. He, he had full control of the pile driver as Funks yeah, as the Flair was down and Flair was out pretty much from that point on. <laughs> so Rick Flair is down and he's out. He's the champion, but he is certainly not feeling like it at this moment in time. So that was match number 90 on the list?
0: 90, and then we'll do 80 91. 92. Oh, 91. 92. 92. That was 92, okay. Speaking of Terry Funk, next week Terry Funk's in a match with his brother, Dory Funk Jr. Mm. versus Stan Hansen and Terry Gory from All Japan. And then we have El Hijo del Santo versus Espanto Jr. from UWA um, in August of 1986. Mask versus Mask. Solid. So, solid. Very solid stuff there. I'm glad we watched that angle because I think a Flare Funk match is later on in this list.
1: Pretty much set up from that uh, attack by Funk. Yes. Yeah, it is worth watching. No, it's totally. And the match itself, kind of think, looking back on it, I like the psychology from it. I think it's what we've seen from the last three or four matches uh, have been pretty technical based. Where you see an injury on a body part, you go after it. It's smart, it's smart wrestling. And you had two wrestling savants, and Flair and Steamboat, who know what they're doing inside the ring. It, it's, it was intelligent to see, okay, Steamboat started the match off by coming after Flair's arm. And then Flair, once he saw that Steamboat, when the match turned, when Steamboat uh, hurt his knee, Flair saw it and it was a rap. Steamboat never really recovered when Flair started to go after the knees, especially when Steamboat was in that 4 I know Steamboat got to the ropes to break the hold, but Steamboat was never the same once Flair saw the knee injury and let the Flair get in the W. So, well done on both parties. Plugs. So, it's uh, twitter.com slash beastplank, as I mentioned earlier. You'll obviously uh, catch up with uh, the NyQuil stuff I mentioned here. Look out for those whenever they're big moments of somebody getting put to sleep. Uh, obviously, I will I will be actually doing the State College Bikes uh, board hopping and stuff like that starting tomorrow. If we actually, if there's actually games tomorrow, the weather is not looking so great in State College right now. It's currently raining uh, here. It is, um, yeah. So we we'll that rain is
0: probably that. coming to Philadelphia. What's up? which probably yeah, means it's, it's coming it's to raining,
1: it It's thunderstorms in Pittsburgh, so, yeah, it's all over the place. You're probably going to get rain soon. So I'll be naturally uh, – look out on Twitter when I do the NyQuil moments. Obviously, we obviously be talking sports stuff. Congrats to the St. Louis Blues. Uh, the Blues getting it done, winning the Stanley Cup last night, their first cup in franchise history. Certainly there will be their parade leaves on Saturday down in the Gateway City. Uh, Warriors and Raptors game six tonight. Looking forward to it. And, obviously, I'll be, up, I'll be tweeting and stuff like that during the game. So, you'll check me out. You'll find me there most often. But, obviously, my Facebook page will always be there, too.
0: Yes. You can follow me on Twitter at DJDKooksWrestle for my random thoughts on things in the world of wrestling and sports. Music-wise, DJDKooks Music. and then And then, that's pretty much it. All right, so let's take it home. For DJ D. Cooks, for Beast Mike, this is DJ D. Cooks, and we'll catch you by next week.